Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. And I'm Jeremy. And we have done it, Pam. We have come to the final episode of the podcast for the year 2022. And as such... It is our recap of all things Kelly Clarkson in 2022, as well as kind of recapping the podcast as well, because we have done a lot of things in the last year. We have. I can't believe we started this in 2020. Yeah. And in a few weeks, it's going to be 2023. I know. How have we just come up with stuff to talk about for the last two and a half years? I don't know. What? What I think is also funny is that uh, when we started this podcast, um, I think for the early days especially, you did a lot of the recording when you were back visiting your folks uh, back in Jersey. Yeah. And here you are yet again for our final episode of this year, and you're back in your childhood bedroom with all your your Kelly stuff on the wall still. (laughs) I am. Yeah. Early COVID, I had moved with my parents. I was going back and forth Mm -hmm. between my apartment and my parents. And then for a while, I was in my place and I just happened to be visiting this weekend. So we have uh, a lot of all I ever wanted Kelly posters on my wall right now. Your your bedroom is kind of like a little time capsule of when like the last (laughs) time you lived there. (laughs) <laughs> it really well i mean i i lived here a lot more recently than 2009 but yes yeah. i clearly have not updated any of my decor as it is all just kelly posters anyway none of you care about that none of you are going to be seeing this hopefully <laughs> well it's fine but i'm just i'm still wondering how your parents haven't turned your bedroom into like an exercise room or something at this point they just like they, left they, it well they turned my sisters into basically oh, a storage room okay so because i at least come home anyway not that anyone cares about this but yes we are here to recap (laughs) you do we are here to recap um some of the highlights and most notable things that uh, went on in the kelly clarkson world in 2022 and as jeremy jeremy mentioned we'll be talking about some of our favorite things in terms of maybe favorite Kellyokis, some of our favorite highlights from the podcast as well, some favorite interviews, some favorite episodes. So I'm excited. Yeah. And I think we should start it off by revisiting the topic that we discussed at the end of 2021. And that was our predictions for 2022. We want to see just how well they all held up over the course of the last year. Are you ready to see how well we did over the last year? Yeah, because there was a lot of stuff that happened that none of us expected. Yes. Uh, the first thing that we said for 2022 is we wanted more Kelly-related guests. Like, we wanted to get more people from the band and people that are just sort of in Kelly's orbit onto the show. I would say that's a check mark. I would say we that did that. That is a huge check mark. Yes. Uh, we, we had a total of six really big interviews with people that were... Uh, either in Kelly's band or in directly in Kelly's orbit. And uh, we'll be talking about them a little later in the show today. But I would say we did pretty darn well when it comes to that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm super happy with that. Uh, our next projection came from, uh, from Pam. Uh, she said we'd like to get the boss lady herself, Kelly, onto the show in 2022. I mean, that's sort of a, a constant uh 
thing that we're trying to do. I mean, we we certainly did our fair share of reaching out in 2022. So uh, obviously, we're still waiting to to get Kelly on the show. I would say just go ahead and mark that down for one of our predictions for 2023, which we'll do at the end of the episode. Uh, but yeah, we we have to put an X mark next to that one. We did not get uh, Kelly onto the show. Uh, we also wanted to talk to more fans, and I think that's sort of a given. That's what the podcast is all about. It's about talking to the fans, and we had a few returning guests, but at the same time, we had a lot of brand new people come onto the podcast this year. I'd say that's a big check mark, Pam. Absolutely, and I, I feel like I've definitely said this, and we posted it as well, but my my biggest goal is also just to kind of get new people on here mm-hmm. um, every you know, whenever we have an episode where it's kind of an open open ended thing for any fans. I really am. Tr- we're trying to encourage new people. So if you ever want to come on, you've not been on yet. Um, I always tell people send us an email, missintopodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your history as a Kelly fan, and that you are interested in being on an episode because. We kind of have we compile a list of like outreach, um, like a big list of people we reach out to whenever we need people. So, but anyway, yes, we definitely had a lot of people from like multiple countries, and I want to keep that momentum going even further in twenty twenty three. Absolutely. Now we started getting into the things that we had big whiffs on when it comes to projections. Project. I keep trying to say projections slash predictions. Predictions. You're making up a new word. I'm just mashing the words together. Uh, Predictions for 2022. I said that we were going to be talking about a new album cycle and how I predicted spring of 2022 is when we were going to get the new album. Eh, Not so much. Um, Not so much. But listen, you weren't totally wrong not technically wrong you were like sort of half right because we got the karaoke ep that yeah it's not original music but it's a it's a it's an ep it's a collection of music we got that in the spring we said that we were going to get a couple of weeks worth of material out of a new album cycle and you know technically with the karaoke album we did we got a whole episode about happier than ever and then we had uh, the whole episode uh, just reacting to the album itself so, yes, technically we get, did get to do that, but I was thinking more along the lines of an album of new material. Right. I think you can probably guess that we're going to have that same prediction for next year, and I think that we don't have to worry about that being incorrect for next year. So here's hoping that we do have that to actually talk about next year. Yeah, finger, I'm literally crossing my fingers on Zoom right now. Yes. Next up, I had the prediction that she was going to go out on tour and that there was going to be no Vegas residency in 2023. Well, I mean, technically half and half. There wasn't a Vegas residency. I still believe in my heart of heart, mind of minds that it is not coming back. But we did not get a tour in 2022, obviously. But again, I'm going to go ahead and just copy paste that over to my projections for next year. And I have a better feeling about next year. Yeah, because we more or less got confirmation. We'll go into that a little bit further. Yeah. In a, in a few minutes. But yeah, yes. I'm, pr- I'm I'm pretty confident that we're going to get some touring in 2023. Yes. Another prediction that we had for 2022 is that Pam and I would actually get to meet each other. (laughs) That did not happen. Again, that was going to be tied up in whether or not there was a tour. Obviously, there was no tour. So Pam and I are continuing to be more than a thousand miles in separation. (laughs) But again, 
feeling pretty. I, I think I've already made my mind up that if there, if and when there is a tour next year, I, I mean, I might attempt to go to a show that's nearby. It kind of depends on the budget. Yeah. But I've pretty much made up my mind that I'm coming to the the New York, New Jersey area for whatever the tour is for next year. I think I've just I've made my mind up on that. That's going to happen. Yay! I skipped getting, you know, pink tickets and Taylor Swift tickets and all these other, you know, big artists that are going on tour already next year. I've skipped getting those tickets so that I can put all my money into the Kelly basket and have a good time uh, out in the uh, tri-state area. Yay. Yeah. New York shows are always such a blast. And there's usually a few. So yeah, we'll see. We'll Very see. excited. Very excited. I, I hope that we I hope that this works out. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm it's crazy. I tell people they're like, you haven't met. I'm like, no, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's like not as weird anymore because like we live in a virtual thing where like a, yeah. like, even some of my coworkers, I, a lot of them I've never met. So yeah, it's weird, but it's not. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. No, I, I get that completely. Yeah. And then we had one more prediction for 2022. We wanted to get in touch with more people from Kelly's Idol days. And oddly enough, we actually did make that happen when we had our 40th, uh, or no, excuse me, it was our uh, 100th episode, which coincided with the 20th anniversary of Kelly's win. We were able to get our friend Jim Verraros back on, plus uh, Christina Christian Siwi. So I would call that one a win. We got an additional Idol person from back in the day on. And, you know, Jim has said, hey, if you want me to help you reach out to some others, I've got the contacts. And so maybe, you know, down the road in the future, if we want to talk to some more people from Kelly's season of Idol, we very well might be able to have them here on the show. Yeah. And I would love that. You know, we've spoken to, you know, two of them, but there's plenty more. So absolutely. Fingers crossed, Jim. So I would say we I mean, we did OK. We kind of got, you know, yeah. 50, 50 percent or so on our predictions for this year, which is not bad considering that, uh, you know, we are in absolutely no control over any of this stuff. Not bad. No, we did pretty well. High five. High five. Psh, nicely Boop. done. All right, uh, Pam, let's move on to some of our favorite Kellyokis from the year 2022. We're, we're fresh off of our episode about our Kellyoki fantasy draft, but of course that covered. Kellyokis from all of the seasons of the Kelly Clarkson show, but there have been a lot more than just that. Uh, but this season specifically, and also the second half of season three, we got a lot of really good Kellyokis. I don't even know where to begin. I mean, a lot of them I feel like were in my draft. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some of my favorites, and I know we definitely have some some overlaps. I have about I have about ten here. I'm just going to list them off. Yeah. She used to be mine from Waitress. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, incredible! I want to get better by Bleachers. Ninety nine Red Balloons. Um, show me what I'm looking for by Carolina Liar. Uninvited by Alanis Marset. Vincent by Dom McLean. Um, losing my mind. That was the start of season four. Um, from Follies. Ring my bell. Yes. Oh my god, ring my bell. That was just unreal. Uh, Survivor by Destiny's Child, Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. Shout out to our friend Fish. Um, the Monster Mash, the yes. Halloween episode. Oh my god, that was unreal. Um, Only Happy When It Rains by Garbage. It's Raining Men is my last one on here, mm-hmm. which I included because it was just so different from the idol one yeah and i love because like idol like i know we had mentioned and a lot of people agree 
the idol one was just not her best performance. Just whatever. It was good, but like it just wasn't the strongest. Sure. And this one was just like a total 180. Yeah. Completely, completely nailed it. And I want to give a shout out to like some of the Casey classics. Um, Shout out to In the Blue and Judas, songs that I thought Kelly forgot existed. <laughs> um, Breakaway, because I loved how she sang in a different key. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Duetting with Sam Smith is really awesome. And there was like a, the the verse in Breakaway, the though it's not easy to tell you goodbye. Mm-hmm. It's like a really nerdy thing, but like she doesn't really sing that live anymore. She hasn't in years. And she did that for this version. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, it's been so long. Um and also, just a shout out to someone. Love that song. Um, we don't really have many live versions of that, so the fact that she sang it on TV was a huge win in my book. So yeah, and I'll also uh, throw a vote in there for "Whole Lot of Woman," which was uh, oh, near yeah, the end. I forgot, yeah, I forgot that, that near the end year. of season three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, such, I mean, look, I I love it every time she performs that. We found out that that is a essentially it's a band favorite. So yeah, great to see her performing that on the show as well. I feel like you and Jason have very similar tastes in music. We I might. Really, um, that, I mean, listen, I love a whole lot of women, but I feel like you two especially love it. Mm-hmm. And the whole the whole 80s shtick, I feel like you yeah. both are super into that. So just an observation. Yeah, I, I think that both Jason and Kyle and I would all have a very good time talking music because we're very much. And, you know, I, we're also similar in ages. Uh, Jason's yeah. a couple years older than me. Uh, Kyle's younger than me. But you know, we we very much our wheelhouse is 80s and 90s music, and we would have a ton to talk about. There's some bands that, you know, Jason isn't necessarily fond of that I really like, but I, I mean, it's fine, you know, because everyone's entitled to their musical taste. But yeah, we would have a lot to talk about when it came to uh, our 80s and 90s music love. Uh, I want to also throw out a couple of shout outs. I mean, Ring My Bell was number one on my list. That was so good. That was probably one of the biggest surprises in so many different ways. I mean, the fact that she performed it at all, the fact that, you know, they changed it up and just made it sound so cool is, you know, it's just the the power of that band and what they can do. It was really on display in that song. Kelly's duet with Cynthia Erivo, When You Wish Upon a Star, was one of my favorites. I wanted to draft it, uh, but I got stolen from me. I also liked her cover of Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, If You Don't Know Me By Now. That's just one of the the prettiest songs of all time. I liked Ain't It Fun from Paramore. I loved hearing Queen of the Night from Whitney Houston just because, you know, it was such a great version on the Kelly Oki record. And then for her to bring it out uh, to the show was was great as well. I loved Jumper from Third Eye Blind, and then she followed it up the next day with Angel of Mine. She was doing a really good, like, she had a good 90s week yeah, there where block. it was like, yeah. yeah, it was like Jumper, it was Monica, it was uh, it was Trisha Yearwood's version of How Do I Live. She did, oh, Ghost Town DJ's My Boo, That I mean, that up there. <laughs> then she did Jimmy World. I mean, just, there was a really, really good span in there. Uh, Careless Whisper was a great one. I loved Georgia on my mind. I'm a big sucker for like 70s and 80s classic country. So she did Smoky Mountain Rain by Ronnie Millsap, which I thought was so good. Man, I'm trying to think of some others that just off the top of my head. It's so hard. We can go on for like at least another five, ten minutes, but we won't. (laughs) And I I always shout this song out whenever we talk about uh, the Kelly King of Wishful Thinking by Go West. I love, love, love that song. 
and I'm so thrilled that she was uh, doing it as a karaoke. So yeah, a lot of really good karaoke's in the last year, and they are in just another gear this year when it comes to karaoke's. There's something about season four, man. They they notched it up. I was gonna. I was just about to say something about season four in particular. They've been like on a whole different level, and. I mean, God, if that's if if we're only like you know two three months into season four, I can't uh-huh. even imagine what the next like five months is going to entail. I'm yeah. so excited, and like just when you think there aren't a lot, I mean, there's obviously always more songs, but like I swear they just pull out the most random songs sometimes and the random artists, and you're like, oh my God, I forgot about this, and just unlocks yeah. a memory. I love that, and I just. Man, I'm so excited. I am so excited and I I've I've such a wish list that I hope that they just keep checking more off of there because they they already have. Yeah, she knocked off one of them from my wish list recently with the cover of the Gin Blossoms tune. I mean, oh, yeah, that was recent. Come on. Yeah, I mean, come on. It was and it was so good. Uh just I I don't know how they do it, honestly. They just they nail it every time. The Soundgarden one was like a that the top of my list like just songer in general i didn't even mm-hmm. really care what which which song but oh man i'm so pumped when i saw that yeah so and as we heard from jason halbert in our interview with him earlier this year he really kind of hopes that the kellyoki album becomes sort of a continuing series yeah. of events now we obviously don't know you know how that project's going to move on down the line but he has the same hope, I think, that a lot of us do in that it just becomes a series. And maybe it's something that we get in the summer each year as they close out a season. They have, uh, you know, an EP come out of five or six of the Kellyokis. I would even say they don't need to worry about putting it out physically. You know, just you can make it a digital only kind of a thing. If we get, you know, some full lengths of some of these really incredible Kellyokis, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Or if it's like a smokestack kind of thing where like they're going to bundle it as well. With mm-hmm. with major, bigger, full albums. Sure. Fine with that also. Yeah, I would love the Kellyoki EP because I think, you know, I, I've definitely mentioned, I mean, I remember during our Kellyoki draft episode, you were like, why didn't, I mean, a lot of people were like, how did you not choose Happier Than Ever? And it's because, I don't know, something about it was brought to life. I think I love the Kellyoki on the Kelly on the Kelly Clarkson show, but, you know, we all know that they have a lot of constraints having only not like 90 seconds mm-hmm. so when they actually have the liberty to do the full thing and they don't have time constraints i fell in love with it way more and yeah. not to say it wasn't good live it was but they were able to do way more and make a full production and really have the life of this the whole entire song so that being said i would love follow-ups to the Kellyoke ep because i'm curious what else they can do? What songs that we already love can they grow and expand on and we can fall in love even more? Absolutely. Cosign on that 100%. Yeah. All right. Let's move on, Pam, to our review of the news of Kelly in 2022, which you would think would be relatively quiet considering that all she did in 2022 as far as releases is concerned is the Kelly Oki EP So for a year where she only put six songs out commercially, and I'm not talking necessarily about like, say the, the, the trio of uh, your drunk go home, but 
there is still a lot that she accomplished in 2022. Oh my gosh. And this like, I had kind of forgotten about a little bit of it. I had to really kind of like go through a lot of like old posts and like a post of ours and go like on back on Twitter and go back on like Kelly's social media to really kind of like absorb that like, oh, all this happened this year. Yeah. It was a lot. Um, Some of my favorite things that happened, if we're just talking kind of like the world of Kelly, mm-hmm. one of the highlights for me and I'm sure many other fans was um, her performance of I Will Always Love You at the ACM Awards. Yes. And you know, I think Dolly – Dolly, when she was on the Kelly Clarkson show a couple weeks ago, put it perfectly. Whitney would have been proud of her. Like, it was that good of a performance. There were no bells and whistles. It was just her her honest vocal there. And it just, damn, it shows how talented she is. Like, what a highlight. To, for Dolly to compliment you like that. Whew. And it's like we were saying after the ACM Awards aired that the next morning, Everyone was talking about Kelly's performance. Mind you, this is a country music award show where the biggest names in that format are playing, you know, showcasing their latest songs or whatever songs were nominated. All these awards are being handed out. And you have this pop singer who comes as a guest onto your show, performs at pretty much the last slot in the award show and that's what got all the attention i mean you have to be a pretty incredible singer yeah and a pretty incredible performer to steal the shine off of an entire genre of music's award show and to perform a song that's like what 30 years give or take like 30 years old oh, it's older than that well yeah. the whitney version the I whitney version yeah the whitney version and is I, 30 and years old i feel old. like i mean this is i could be wrong here but i mean the whitney version arguably is the most well-known one yes but maybe not among that crowd i don't know but again my point being is that like it was not a new song by any means it's a song that people have covered in the past and like easily can screw up because it's so well known and the bar is so high it just speaks volumes for her that she nailed it and never mind the fact that the woman who originally wrote the song was there was was sitting waiting on side stage just watching you perform that song and then no just pressure. had nothing, yeah, nothing but good things to say about it. Because because Kelly did the Dolly version of the song. If you right. go back and you rewatch it, I mean, Whitney Houston. I don't want to say Whitney Houston took liberties, but Whitney Houston made it her own when she did her performance. Yeah. But Dolly's version is is slightly different, and Kelly stayed true to Dolly's version because that's what that performance was for. Was it was a tribute to Dolly, and so she did Dolly's version of the song, and she did her proud for sure. Absolutely. So another thing that happened this year that I wouldn't necessarily say was a highlight for me, but it's a notable. <laughs> it's notable. Um, we Kelly was not on The Voice in 2022, which is kind of hard to believe when you think about it because it just seems like she's constantly on. Yeah. Um, they only had one season, and this that was in the fall. It's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Clearly, she's not on it. But we had a substitute show, which was just a. Interesting show. American Song Contest. I completely forgot this existed. I mean, I watched it. Um, you know, she didn't have nearly as big of an involvement in that show as she did in The Voice because it was strictly a hosting gig. It wasn't yeah. a mentor, coach kind of thing. But I just loved her, her and Snoop together. It was a total mess. And you can tell they had very little time to rehearse and read over everything before each episode because it was live. For them, I think. Um, but yeah. 
what a mess, but it was so fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, it was uh it was it was on TV, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was on, it was live. It was it was a show that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And and the funny thing is, is we, we did hear a couple of weeks ago that American Song Contest is coming back in 2023. So we don't know for certain yet if Kelly's going to be a part of it. We do know that Kelly is returning to The Voice. And so we don't know what her involvement's going to be with American Song Contest. But yeah, it was, um, it, it was a bit forgettable for me just because I think the whole premise of the show didn't really take off for me it's an interesting premise for a show i think it works better in europe where it's known as uh the is a euro song or eurovision or something eurovision. like that yeah and it's not eurovision is not like months long like it like this one was yeah well it's and- not how it works it's like a i think it's a one night event i mean correct those of you who live in europe please correct me if i'm wrong but like, i'm pretty sure it's like one big event it's not yeah you know eight consecutive weeks yeah, no, NBC needed to milk this and make their money off of it, so they had to stretch it out to, I think it was like six weeks or something. Something like that. Yeah, so ultimately, I mean, it was the the gal from Oklahoma, I believe, was the winner of the show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I thought that Snoop and Kelly's chemistry together was funny. It was interesting because, you know, you've, you've certainly got two people that would never probably hang out in real life hosting a show together. <laughs> So it made for good TV, you know, when those two were trying to weave in and out of each other. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of a forgettable show. I I'm kind of hoping that Kelly's not a part of it in the next iteration. Maybe they bring in two entirely new hosts or something. I don't know. But either way, it was something that happened this last year. Yes, it filled our time and Kelly's time. Uh (laughs) By the way, we should also note that we are aware that Kelly I mean, we said that Kelly's not going to be on The Voice this year. Technically, Kelly is performing on the finale of The Voice. But, I mean, you know, we know what you mean. And also, by the time we are recording this, that hasn't happened yet. Exactly. By the way. Um, Another thing to note is Kelly turned 40 this year. She did. What? Kelly's 40? I remember when (laughs) I remember I had a People magazine. Teen People. That's how long we're going. That does not even exist. Does not exist anymore. Teen people, it was like the hottest 25 stars under 25 or something like that. Maybe it was mm-hmm. even 23. I don't know. Or 21. I don't know how, but it was young. So the fact that now she's 40, I'm like, damn, we've been fans <laughs> for, we've been all, we, we've all been fans for a long time. Yes. Um, but I love that we had our little, I mean, I'm going a little bit into our highlights for podcasts, but, you know, inner, inner twine, inner weave, whatever. We had a little, our uh, first and only, ever live episode yeah that was fun we had, yeah, that, we, had we had aben join us yeah we did yeah we had uh we had our friends uh rob our friend jen and aben uh stop in and celebrate kelly's 40th birthday and yeah i mean look you don't you only turn 40 once you know i i did it and didn't have nearly as much of the pomp and circumstance that she did <laughs> <laughs> but Either way, you know, it was a a really fun thing to celebrate on the podcast and with fans and just uh just a really cool milestone birthday for her and just it's so funny that her 40th birthday and her 20th anniversary of winning Idol all happened in the same year. Yeah. And it was cool that we got to celebrate those things on the show. Absolutely. 
Um, another thing, I'm kind of sort of going chronological-ish order, so that's why, by the mm-hmm. way. I think one of the highlights for me this year was the release of the Kelly EP. Yeah, that was oh the gosh. big one. That's the big one of the year. It's the one and only release that we got. It was a pretty big surprise for all of us when we found out that there was yeah. going to be a, a release like that. And then just the the song selection was so good and it, you know, birthed one of my favorite songs that she has sung in her entire career in Fake Same. Plastic Trees and you know you got happier than ever. So I mean, it was a really, really nice surprise, especially considering that, you know, a lot of us were, I, I don't even want to lump it. I don't want to even say a lot of us. I would say there were, there were people that were disappointed when, when Christmas comes around came out at the end of 2021, they were hoping it was going to be, you know, the full length regular album. And then they thought, okay, 2022, we're getting the full album. And then we find out that we're getting a Kelly Oki EP and we're thinking, okay, now what? <laughs> But even though it was a, and it's in Kelly's words, a bridge project between When Christmas Comes Around and the new record that's coming out next year, it was still a nice little bridge project. And I think it caught a lot of people off guard with how good it was. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's some of the best production of her stuff ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I loved that she did Queen of the Night. Not only is it just incredible, but we have the comparison of the demo that she did when she was, you know, 19 mm-hmm. or however old she was. Yeah. And I just love that comparison and that growth. And I think that was so special for me. And it's, that was so special for a lot of fans to hear. I don't know. I mean, I know. Yeah. As you said, I know a lot of people were like bummed that, you know, we got the Christmas album and the EP instead of the original album. But like we got a Christmas album and we got an EP that's pretty damn awesome. We didn't have and, to get either of those. And it's not like they slacked off on either of those projects. No, I mean, no, no, this no. was this was a really, really good Christmas record that we got at the end of last year. And then the Kelly Oki, even though it's all covers and it's an EP of just Who six cares? songs, it was still, you know, they there was a lot of love and care that was put into that album. And I know a lot of people have favorites on that and are still listening to it to this day so my most played song of 2022 is a song from the kelly oki ep i saw i saw a lot of spotified raps that had kelly oki songs in people's top fives yep that's me so i'm just so thrilled that we had this and i know we just said this a few moments ago but super on board with more of these in the future obviously yes i would love a full-length original album as well I'm just saying, Jason, if you're listening, we love the karaoke EP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all made that pretty darn clear with uh, with the love and support that that little record got. And then on top of that, there were some accolades in 2022 for Kelly and her team. In fact, the Kelly Clarkson show went on to win seven Daytime Emmy Awards, uh, including... Once again, Outstanding Entertainment Talk Show and Outstanding Entertainment Talk Show host. Kelly is on fire when it comes to the Emmy Awards, Pam. Yeah, she's won them, I think, every season. So yeah. it just really speaks volumes that like her and her team are doing a good job. And I don't know, I'm just I'm like really, really proud of her. And I can only see where this is going to go because 
the Kelly-Okies keep getting better. Her interview skills keep getting better just because with time and practice, the mm-hmm. guests that she's getting are bigger and bigger. So, like, it's just going to explode from here, and I'm so thrilled for her. Not to mention that the ratings for the Kelly Clarkson show have remained very stable, and she's right up there, I think. Only live with Kelly and Ryan is a, a higher rated. And that's a uh, legacy show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's been on and, forever. And, and really not even a show that competes with the Kelly Clarkson show because it's generally a morning show that's on in, in most markets. Uh, and then yeah. Kelly's show. I mean, I know Kelly's show does air at like 11 a.m. in some markets, but for the most part, it's Kelly's happening. show airs at 4 p.m. in most cities, 3 to 4 p.m. in most yep. cities. So those two shows are not really going, you know, head to head with each other, whereas, you know, there's a lot more of a bottleneck with the daytime talk shows when you get into, you know, the Dr. Phil's and the Rachel Ray's and the Jennifer Hudson shows. Those are all kind of bunching together and they're all fighting for the ratings. So Kelly has held her own, especially with a lot of new shows in the last couple of years. And that talk show continues to be the sort of the critical and award show darling and it showed again, uh, you know, Kelly just walking away with a People's Choice Award for a favorite talk show. So, I mean, why not? Yeah. And, you know, to go off of that, she took over Ellen's time slot. So uh-huh. for I know for New York, that was I don't know what Ellen's time slot was around the country in the U.S., but like for New York, she went from two o'clock and now has the pivotal three o'clock. You're home from school time mm-hmm. slot, which is a big deal. So that's a. That's really powerful. That's what she got. And it was also renewed for two more seasons. So we have the Kelly yeah. Clarkson show through 2025, I believe. Yes, that's right. So That's huge. The show is still trucking along and still doing really well. And you love to see it, honestly, as a fan. We love to see it. Yes. And speaking of the Kelly Clarkson show, when they launched season four, they did something a little unique, a little bit different that our very own Pam got to experience firsthand. Yes. The Kelly Oki bus tour. That was fun. And uh, for those of you unaware, she, her and the band and the Kelly Clarkson show team traveled to New York. I don't remember exactly the order, so forgive me. New York, yeah. Chicago, Dallas, and L.A. Those mm-hmm. were four stops. And they had a little pop-up where you can sing since you've been gone. You may have a chance to be featured on the show. They highlighted some like really great singers. And if you not really a great singer like me. You just had fun and you went in the booth and you sang since you've been gone. What better way? Super interactive. And they use a lot of these uh, clips and sound bites on the se- for the season four premiere throughout the first couple weeks. Just a really cool interactive thing that was a great way to get buzz for the show. Um, not only for clips for the episodes, but also like social media buzz. It was kind of brilliant. And it was a way, even though the Kelly Oki EP had come out a couple months prior, just to kind of get more of the brand recognition around Kelly Oki and that she like owns that. That is oh, a sure. Kelly Clarkson thing. Um, I'll get into it a little bit more when we're going to talk about some of our personal favorite highlights for 2022, but um, I'm very glad that I got to experience that because – how unique it was just very it was very very cool you know i didn't i just got to see her in the flesh like what more can you ask for yeah and it was really smart of the show obviously to go to some of the biggest media markets to promote the show as it was getting ready to return to the air for the season four premiere and i i mean i'm kind of bummed that i didn't uh, make the road trip over to chicago to check it out 
But maybe they'll do something like that in the future. Who knows? It was such a hit. We don't know what they're cooking up for the uh, start of season five, but yeah. either way, uh, the Kellyoki bus tour kind of a fun little thing to uh, to to kick off the season. Yeah, and it was it was such a hit, so I, you know that could be something that they do. And I don't know how they would change it up for season five, but I could definitely see them doing something, and maybe even more cities. So I'm fingers crossed if she didn't come to a city near you that like they're they do something near you for season five. It's definitely possible, yeah. but. Switching gears a little bit, we're going to take a break from the talk show for a little bit to talk about something we kind of mentioned a little bit, the real emotional, sentimental moment of this year, I think for a lot (laughs) of us, it was, was Kelly's 20th Idol anniversary. That is just, oh my gosh, it's been 20 years. I know I wasn't responsible, but many of you listening were for voting her as the (laughs) idol. Whatever, I know. Um, But a lot of you out there were responsible for hell for us being here right now and having having a show um i loved her thank you that she did on social media it was very heartfelt but it wasn't super like oh my god all my here are all my successes it was more of a reflection of the last 20 years and it was very personal a little bit of her career but it was really more like my you know her personal circle I was very interested to see how she was going to mark the anniversary because it's one thing, you know, when you mark an anniversary, you know, when it's not a a big round number, you know, she, she made mention of the 18th anniversary of winning idol just because this was when she was first kicking off the talk show. And so she had the original panel of judges on the show. I know she's going to have Justin Guarini on the show, uh, very soon, and I'm sure they're going to talk about the old days and reminisce after 20 years. But you know her her marking the anniversary, I would say, was very measured. It was it was low key. You know, they didn't do a whole Kelly Clarkson show episode about it. They just kind of it was just kind of there, like you said. She put out a statement. Or, I mean, a statement makes it sound like it was a lot more serious, but you know, she put something out on social media acknowledging the day. And that was it. And, and if I remember correctly, it wasn't even until much later late in, the in the day. A lot of people were like, is she going to do it? Is she going to post something? It'd be such a missed opportunity. And I think she had said later on, she like didn't realize it was the fourth. Like, because I think she was in, she was in Dallas uh, doing stuff for the talk show and like was traveling that day and finally got home mm-hmm. and realized, oh my God, it's September 4th. And she was yeah. like, okay. So it was, it was kind of a, um, spur of the moment thing because she just didn't realize. But I, I think she said everything perfectly. And I, yeah, I, and I'm, I'm almost glad they didn't do a huge hurrah. Would have been nice, but at the same time, it's like just pay homage and move on. I don't know. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I think, I think that you know a lot of the entertainment blogs and and social media accounts definitely marked the occasion. A lot of people were mentioning that it was her 20th anniversary of winning the show. And I know that the the Kelly Clarkson show staff made sure to throw out a mention of it. In fact, they had a little kind of a little package that they put together yeah. to sort of celebrate the occasion. So it didn't go ignored by Team Kelly on on any of the fronts. But nonetheless, it's just it's wild to think that it's been 20 years since, you know, we were all gathered around TV watching this new TV show that we were all infatuated with all summer and culminating with one of the biggest 
pop culture moments on television of the last 20, 25 years, definitely of the 21st century. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that the star of that moment is still going strong and is continuing to elevate her career to this day speaks volumes for her as a performer, as an entertainer, and as a person. And the fact that, you know, she hasn't alienated any kind of a fan base over 20 years. You know, they're still there and it continues to grow in new and different directions now with the talk show. Yeah. Um, going off of that, we had that week of the Idol anniversary, we had two really big things that were completely unrelated-ish. The first thing was her finally getting her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yes. Way overdue. But Way overdue. Uh, it was so sweet, you know, having a lot of her band there, past and present, mm-hmm. and having her family there, having her glam squad, having people from her talk show there. <laughs> and what, you're laughing at glam squad? No, just, no, just the, just, uh, just remembering some of the moments from <laughs> John, this, the ceremony. John, John, John Halpert. Yes. Um, so the speech from Jason was really nice. And it was so special having Simon and Randy and eventually eventually Paul. <laughs> Paula, I, I mean, I swear she was thinking she was getting her own star at that moment. It's like, I know. Oh, oh, Paula, we're not really doing speeches here. <laughs> yeah. But it was just so full circle that like the 20th anniversary week of the like that the three of them were there. And mm-hmm. that for me was the highlight. Like, yeah, having some big thing from Kelly on the fourth would have been nice, but I thought it was so cute and full circle how they were there to honor her in front of the former Kodak Theater. Yes. That just got me in my feels. That was just so special and so nice. And I'm glad they were the ones there to really help that her and J- – sorry, them and Jason are like really the pivotal people in her career the last 20 years. So I'm so happy that they were the ones there kind of representing her. And and I said it before when we talked about the ceremony on the podcast, but the, for some reason, I, there was it's the little things for me. I love that they placed her star near the former Kodak Theater where she won American Idol, because I was really concerned that they were going to put her star out in front of like a Quiznos or something, and it was just going to be very. <laughs> Very not like ceremonial. It's just going to be one of those ones that you walk by. But no, she has an incredibly prominent space, as she should. And I just think, it, like you said, I mean, it was long, long overdue. I mean, I think probably, I would have said probably starting with Breakaway and the success of that album, that was when she was due a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame because she made an absolutely massive pop album. She was a huge star all around the world. And then just the fact that it took as long as it did. And I even remember just being a fan looking up the requirements for a Hollywood Walk of Fame star and found out that really all it takes is just paying. I mean, it's, it was at the time, I think it was like 30 grand or something. It was some, you yes. know, it's a very, it's very expensive to apply for a star, but nonetheless, it doesn't take much. You know, there's no, you know, you don't have to be in the industry for a certain amount of time. You just have to prove that you have given something to the entertainment industry of note and you can fork over a bunch of cash and then you're eligible. And so the fact that it took 20 years to get Kelly there is, is a little bit criminal, but nonetheless, they made it happen. It's in the ground now. And she is among the biggest stars on one of the most famous walks in all of Hollywood. 
Yeah. And kind of going into that, in conjunction with the Walk of Fame, um, they also, that right around then, released a gorgeous photo shoot and uh, article in Variety magazine. So we got a, a quite a number of nuggets there. Oh, my gosh. The, the Variety interview is probably one of the biggest news slash epiphany dumps that we have had in <laughs> years. <laughs> Just the amount of information that we got from that one interview was almost overwhelming. Yeah. Some highlights. We're not going to go through the whole article right now. We have an episode about that. Um, episode sometime in September. So go back to our <laughs> our episodes from September. You'll find it there. But some highlights there was the legit confirmation that we are getting an album in 2023 of original music. I mean, when we saw that, we were just like, oh my God, it's actually happening. Yeah. Like, fine. We've had rumors back and forth, as we know, because our predictions were incorrect. This was confirmation. It is in print in a big <laughs> magazine. So it's going to happen. And we're holding her to it. We're holding her to it, as well as a tour when she also said more or less that the only way that she can tour is if it's in the summer so guys don't book your summers right now save up in case we get some tour dates coming up in the next couple months so those were like two huge like news nuggets that were just dropped on us all during the idol anniversary and the walk of fame week that was a really fun like couple week period just because there was there was just so much going on. And plus, around that time, you've got the premiere of season four. Yeah. And we were still, you know, reeling from the Kellyoki release a couple months earlier. I mean, I would say July through the end of September was a really, really great time to be a Kelly fan. Because even though the only thing we got as far as new music was a six song EP, there was so much information and so much new stuff to look forward to that came out in that span of time. It was just a really, really fun time to be a fan. Yeah. So aside from the EP, we did also get a couple of other tracks that Kelly was on. Um, One was the 9 to 5 reimagined duet with Dolly Parton for the uh, 9 to 5 documentary that came out. Um, You know, we've spoken about our thoughts on the duet. I'm just like really proud that Kelly was chosen as the one to duet with Dolly. What a compliment it is yeah. for Dolly to choose you. Mm-hmm. What? And for them to do that duet a couple months later um, on the Kelly Clarkson show, just that was a highlight for me to see them to see them on TV performing together. They did such a great job. That was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. The other duet or duet? What do you call trio? a duet? Tri- trio? Okay, I was like, what do you yeah. call it with three people? Okay was uh, Your Drunk Go Home with Kelsey Ballerini for her album, along with uh, Carly Pierce. Um, I really enjoyed their performance on the CMAs. I thought it was a really fun and just a nice little, like, girl, fun little, like, ooh, you're going out, fun little anthem. And uh, I I think we all just love the bye <laughs> highlight for me of the song. Cute little thing. Um, both of those songs were just nice little, like, nuggets we got um, for – songs this year just i don't want to say fillers but just like in the interim between the kellyoki ep and the new album next year they were just nice little surprises and i think we also shouldn't uh discount the there was technically one more duet and that was kelly with lorna courtney on the oh reimagined God, right. 
yeah, the reimagined version of Since You've Been Gone, which is on the soundtrack to the new Broadway musical and Juliet. Oh my God, how did I forget to include that? I'm so, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. And these all came out within weeks of each other, which I think is yeah. also very interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, and we learned from Jason that they, for the Anne Juliet, the Since You've Been Gone version, that they, I just assume, I I didn't really listen that carefully. And this is why you don't, you don't assume things. I thought they like kind of used some of this 2004 stuff. No, they recut it. Um, Kelly recut Since You've Been Gone and when they were in New York back in August for this, yeah. like just so cool. Um, and she's the, I think we had said she was the only one that recut it, recut their song for the show. Yeah. The, the Broadway cast recording has all of the cast singing all these different uh, Max Martin pop songs. And then Kelly is the only one who came back and actually re-recorded her song and they included it on the original cast recording. So it's again, another really, really cool uh, tip of the cap to Kelly and her career. Absolutely. So a f- couple of other things to wrap this up that happened um, towards the end of 2022. Really exciting. When Christmas Comes Around was nominated for a Grammy. Yes. Huge deal. A lot of people, I think I saw, were a little confused considering that like this came out in 2021 and it's nominated for the 2023 Grammys. It's because of the cutoff date. So usually the cutoff date for the Grammys is you have to have an album out by, I think, September 30th. And this came out in October. So yep. technically it was eligible for the following year. So um, super excited. They were uh, nominated for Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album. I think she has a decent chance of winning this. I really do. It's yeah. between her and Michael Buble. Yep. Yep. I feel the same way. And And considering that this record came out in October of 2021, and so you had... 11 months where other artists could put out traditional pop vocal records and she still got a nod for a Christmas album in this category is huge. Now, you know, there's, I've seen, you know, some sort of some confusion and some back and forth online about whether the traditional pop vocal category is like a Christmas category or like a holiday category. And it is not, it is not a Christmas or a holiday category. It is a traditional pop vocal it's meant for, and you know, the Grammys sort of define traditional pop versus regular like garden variety pop music. They they see it differently, and so you know your your sort of crooners like a Michael Bublé is considered more traditional pop. And so this, however, if there is going to be a nomination for a Christmas album, chances are it's going to get into this category because not all the nominees in this category are Christmas albums. So you are also going up against other, you know, traditional pop artists. And so it's just very exciting that, you know, Kelly is in here with this Christmas album. And, you know, I, the more I've been thinking about it, you know, I'm not going to be disappointed if she doesn't win for it. It's great. It's nice, but it still speaks volumes for just, you know, how good when Christmas comes around, was because again remember wrapped in red didn't get nominated for anything now we don't know if rca did the due diligence of actually putting the album out there for nominating because you got to do that you can't just expect that people are going to remember especially the grammy voting committee if they're going to remember every piece of recorded music that came out in the previous 12 months you have to put yourself forward and say for your consideration yeah this that's why like also people were like why wasn't kelly the ep nominated they may have not submitted it. They may have not. Yeah. And 
you know, it's not that it wasn't good enough, but it's just they were like, we may have a better chance with the Christmas album of actually winning. Yeah. Yeah. Because because the Kelly EP would have had to go into these standard pop categories that you see broadcasted that no offense, she wouldn't have won. You're going to get the Adele's or the Justin Bieber's or Beyonce's or whoever winning them because they just had more success with those songs than the Kelly EP. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just matter of fact. Yeah, the pop category is probably one of the most difficult categories to win. Which she has won, but she's won with her, like, you know, the breakaways and the strongers, not with, you know, happier than ever. But either way, it's a huge accomplishment to get the Grammy nomination and get it for a a Christmas album. I mean, it's it's a huge thing for her. So it's it's very exciting and we'll have some we'll actually have a rooting interest in February when the Grammys air. The last couple things that we have on our list of uh, big moments from 2022 in Kelly and first, I mean, this one's sort of Kelly adjacent in that it's more about uh, members of my band, y'all, specifically Jason Halbert and Jocko Caraco. And that is the Kelly Oki After Party debuted on YouTube. It is sort of the companion online show to the Kelly Clarkson show slash Kelly Oki's. It has only had a couple of episodes air since uh, we've uh, since we've recorded this, they've only aired two episodes. A third episode will have aired uh, after you hear this uh, episode. But either way, it's really fun to watch Jocko and Jason break down the Kelly Okies. I mean, he Jason's getting super nerdy and he keeps apologizing for being nerdy about it. No, but I, I think that's the reason that's the reason we're all tuning in. We want the nitty gritty. We want you to isolate the vocals and we want to hear, you know, what each instrument sounds like on its own we we want to hear the breakdowns i mean don't get me wrong it is a lot of fun to watch those two knuckleheads like you know banter <laughs> with each other and just have a good time that's a lot of fun as well because we genuinely enjoy them as people and as personalities but we also love to see the breakdowns and the deconstruction of the Kellyokis because again and, and we've said this to to people that we've talked to in interviews that people don't understand just how much work and how intricate those Kellyokis really are even though they're only 90 seconds there's a lot of work that goes into those from many people that you do not see and do not hear about I mean Robert and Rachel are you know two people that get uh, a lot of accolades on the Kellyoki after party and you know most people probably don't even know who they are and yeah. we hope to be able to uh, to talk to both of them in 2023 but either way you know this is just a really cool way to look and get an in-depth uh dive into each of the Kelly Oki's. And I like that they pick just one that they know that people are going to be really interested in knowing a little bit more about. So I love this feature. I hope NBC enjoys it too. And they see the value in it and that they keep it going in 2023. Uh, and then finally, you know, sort of, we, we learned this as we were kind of watching around the time of the, the second uh, Kelly Oki after party and uh, Kelly especially hit her. She finally got a bout of COVID. Not that we were, you know, hoping for it or anything, but she unfortunately did get definitely not a not a not a highlight for us of twenty twenty two. No, not a, a highlight, but news point. N- notable news point again. But something that I was very interested about is that not many news outlets picked it up. Not many caught it, and she maybe she wasn't hiding it. Yeah, she wasn't hiding it. She mentioned it out in full frontal in uh in the Kelly Clarkson show there was a reason why she's been you know in a screen for several episodes so uh it's not like they kept it an entire secret but either yeah. way uh, we're glad to hear that she's on the mend and going to be back full strength very soon yeah now Jeremy I have a question you know I don't we didn't entirely prep this but 
If you had a list, like three or four of your favorite guests from the Kelly Clarkson show in the last year, who would you pick? <sighs> I know for I don't me, know. I'm not... if you if you want to take a minute to think about it. Yeah. So I think my favorite, and I think that was probably one of the most viral and newsworthy, buzzworthy, whatever you want to say, episodes was her and Sandra Bullock. That one. Yeah. So it was, what, what's with the face? Yeah, no, you're, 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 I think you're right. I yeah, think you're probably right. It was just so funny to watch. Even like, I think just their conversation and them just like not being able to keep a straight face was so yeah. infectious. So infectious. Um, also loved obviously the Dolly Parton episode that we had recently, as well as mm-hmm. the share episode. Again, just like, I know I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but the fact that, Kelly got two huge stars like that to last like the whole episode to be there to sit and engage with them speaks volumes yeah. for her and the rest of the show and the reputation of the show and another one and this is not meant to be a, pol- a political thing I think this is also just another oh my god she's gotten huge people is when she had Hillary and Chelsea Clinton on mm-hmm. um, I was in the audience for that but not even as that aside you know that and she's had like Dr. Jill Biden like it just speaks volumes on how a list people she's getting, and yeah. that is just phenomenal. And again, I don't care what your political beliefs are; that's not what this is about. It's just, oh my gosh, she is getting the highest of the highest people on here, and I can't I can't wait to see what's you know the rest of season four and season five, et cetera, brings in terms of guests. Yeah, and I like I. Without really giving a lot of thought to it, I mean, yeah, the Sandra Bullock one is the one that really sticks out for me. Uh, I also loved the the reveal of Garth Brooks when he was sort of the mystery, <laughs> the mystery guest. guest. He's doing all these really bad accents to try to hide his identity. Uh, that was a fun moment for me. But again, you know, the Kelly Clarkson show is one of those shows that has the best ability to go viral with clips from the show. I mean, almost as much, it is probably the only daytime talk show that really has a good chance of going viral nearly any day of the week, much like a Jimmy Fallon or a Jimmy Kimmel show where they, and their stuff is more staged than anything, but Kelly can just have a completely off the rails interview and it goes viral. And that's what, that's just one of the things I love about that show is that it is so unpredictable. Absolutely. I think those are, yeah, you said it best. And yeah, I love how unfiltered and she is. We we all love that. And sometimes <laughs> it's, you're like, oh my God, Kelly, like hold the plane or whatever, it? land the plane. But sometimes land we, the plane, land the plane. But sometimes <laughs> it's just keep going. <laughs> yes. Keep going. All right. So uh, let's now get to some of our favorite moments on missing the podcast for this Ooh. year. And we're going to separate the interviews with some of our bigger, higher profile guests because we want to talk about those separately. Uh, but let's also talk about some of our favorite moments that we've had on the actual show. And Pam, I'll start us off. I am so glad that in 2022, we introduced our game show. And I can't take the credit for the title because this is all fashion correspondent Rob. But our game show don't let me stump you. Yes, that was on my list as well. Yes. Um, we did two of these. We did one with just you and I, which was fun, but we're like, we, yeah. need, we need some other people here. Yeah. And then we also <laughs> got our friends Nicole and Chelsea to join us. And I need to reach back out to Rob soon if he's willing. 
to do this again. I feel like we need to do we start start the new year off with that, I think. Um one of the first episodes because it was so much fun. And yeah. definitely like very unique questions. And shout out to Chelsea mm-hmm. who knows everything. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh. Chelsea I'm is like memory. the warehouse of knowledge. I'm like, you should be hosting this podcast. Like you know so much. <laughs> um but yeah, I thought that was it was so fun to do like a nice little twist and Especially when we had Chelsea and Nicole on, we, you and I kind of took a step back, which I appreciated because like yeah. people hear enough of us. Let's get some fresh meat in here and like have other people <laughs> kind of like run the show for the day. Um, it was a lot of fun. And I, I think, I hope people at home enjoyed playing along um, yeah. and, and hopefully learn some stuff. I know I did. So I really enjoyed that. And I definitely yeah. want to do another one. I'm actually I'm going to text Rob later and be like, "Hey, when are you around? <laughs> <laughs> Christmas break? Can you make us? <laughs> can you help us with some new questions? <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing anything at all. You're not trying to relax and nope, enjoy time not at with all. family. That's all. Nope. Nope, no, no, nope, nope. uh, Another episode that I really liked was getting to talk about Kelly's original demo CD. <laughs> we have the same list and. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I think it was it was sort of around kind of the anniversary of the actual original demo. And I think what I just loved so much about it was that it was one of the few episodes where we were able to actually play clips of songs because there's no actual copyrights out there for her versions of those songs because they were released on the Internet first. So I just I loved being able to break something down that maybe not every fan has had a chance to to experience because a lot of time we're talking about things on the show that either encompass her whole career or are things that are very in the now. And we know that there are a lot of people who found Kelly later in her career, you know, stronger era, uh, piece by piece era and and later. And they may not know about some of the early day stuff and, and certainly not pre American idol stuff. So the fact that we got to share that with the audience was pretty awesome. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I learned a lot. I knew I knew some stuff. I knew the songs, but a lot of the nitty-gritty nitty details that you were able to share, mm-hmm. I had really not – I did not know a lot of it. I also really liked that we were able to do more album breakdowns this year. I know people usually really like those. So mm-hmm. we were able to do a couple this year. I know we – just last week we did the Wrapped in Red one. Um, we also we did stronger, and we also did uh, Smokestack volumes one and two. Which the Smokestack one was really fun because a lot of fans aren't as familiar with that, rightfully so, because it's not streaming anywhere. It's very hard to get copies of the CDs because they were such limited print. So the fact that we were able to kind of like expose those songs to like a new audience, mm-hmm. um, that was a lot of fun. So I really like the album breakdowns, and I'm like. I think our next one is going to be piece by piece. I mean, it's not going to be for a while, guys, but yeah. I'm really excited for that one as well. Because um, every time we do an album breakdown, I always learn – I learn new stuff. Just when mm-hmm. you think you, you know almost everything and I'm like, oh, I didn't know half of this. So it's really fun <laughs> to kind of – or things – because a lot of this was so long ago that, you know, our me- I don't know, my memory isn't what it used to be. So it's it's kind of a re-education for me. So – it forces me to kind of stay on top and go back and dive into stuff. So, Yeah, and I remember when we put that episode out, there were a couple of people who were saying, you know, where can I get these? I 
didn't know these existed. Mm-hmm. I've never heard these. Yep. And I know, you know, we were able to point a lot of people to YouTube because I think all or if some, if I not so. all of the albums are on YouTube that you can find them out there. But either way, you know, a lot of people, you know, were asking us, where can I buy these? And I think that uh, whatever stock that eBay had got sold out pretty quickly because you can uh, you can bet that there were a lot of fans who were listening to the podcast. They wanted to get their hands on copies of yeah. those EPs. I mean, they might well, listen if you're listening now and you're like, I need it. Go to eBay, Amazon. I doubt. Go to eBay and go to Discogs. Yeah, Discogs. D i s c o g s dot com. They mm-hmm. have a lot of good stuff there. So yeah. they, they might be out there. Yeah. Uh, another episode that I really liked was when we talked to Kelly fans, uh, Diane, Eduardo, and Frank about their Kelly tattoos. Yes, I had this idea for a while and I'm like, I don't really know how to yeah. do this. Um, it's funny, Diane, I've known since I was like a baby. So it was really funny to like have like a full circle moment and be like, show me your tattoos. Cause I was with her when she actually met Kelly and showed her um, one of her tattoos. And I was like, oh, that was so cool. Like so full circle. Eduardo yeah. has like a ton of Kelly tattoos. Yeah, he actually got to show off his yes. uh, tattoos to Kelly. He, so he lives in, I think he lives in Mexico. And he went up to L.A. for the Walk of Fame in hopes to meet her, maybe. And not only did he yeah. meet her, but he got to show her a bunch of the tattoos. And I think, like, I think we shared some of it on our stories. I can try to find it. Yeah. Um, How full circle is that? That's so cool. Yeah. Like, that was awesome. Kelly, I love you. I have you tattooed on my body. That must have been, <laughs> I feel like she must have been like, what? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so cool. I love that episode because everyone has really, like, unique things even if some of the songs were the same they were all like different uh executions of tattoos i guess uh the last two episodes that i want to point out uh are ones that we actually released back to back and that is our album versus album episode where pam and i each had to fight the case for why one album was better than the other (laughs) that was a rough episode but that was hard it was hard and we have gotten feedback on how to do it differently next time but it was still a lot of fun yeah, and, and got better response than we thought it was going to get. Yeah. Uh, and then we followed that episode with our Kel Yes or Kel No episode. Uh, in that one in particular, we brought on uh, some fans, Liz and Joe, to talk about um, some different hypothetical scenarios of Kelly's career. And it was just fun to see what people do and don't want um, out of Kelly Clarkson and her career and, and where uh, certain things could go. And I, I'm looking forward to doing another uh, another round of those in 2023. Me too. I had a lot of fun with that because I think you had originally brought that up for one of our roundtable episodes earlier this year. And uh, I definitely want to make that into like a series. So I, I, wa- I definitely want to do that again like early in 2023. It was a lot of fun. And I yeah. think a lot of people – like a lot of us have opinions. So it was very cool that not all of us were just yes people. So very much – All right. Real quick, we want to go through and we want to make sure we mention some of the bigger interviews that we had on the show in 2022. Uh, we started off uh, the year with Anar Peterson, Kelly's former bass player, uh, on tour. And it was so great to talk with him and to see him again. Uh, just, what a, just a fun personality of a guy. It was really fun to have Anar on, especially because I think a lot of the newer fans didn't know who he was. They may have seen him in like old YouTube videos because he hasn't played with Kelly in a while. So it was really nice to kind of have that reintroduction for a lot of Kelly's fan base. And um, what a solid dude. So nice. I love the story about the the uh, garlic story with Aben. 
That was yes. really funny. We have a video of that on our Instagram. Um, and this is just like a really bizarre, fun nugget. I remember A&R talking to us about when they performed on SNL um, back in, I believe, 2012 during the Stronger Era. The week that our episode dropped, NBC re-aired that episode. What are the How odds? Crazy. What are the odds? And I remember <laughs> posting about that and he was like, oh my God, that is the craziest thing ever. And so he was able to tune in and it was just so weird and full circle. And, um, you know, I had never met him before or spoken to him before, maybe a couple of Twitter interactions back in the day. So it was really nice. I like knew nothing about him and it, like his personality and it was just aside from what I saw on stage. So it was so yeah. fun to really get to sit down and talk with him. So really, really cool dude. Yeah. Uh, for our 40th uh, Kelly birthday show, we were graced with the presence of Aben Eubanks, oh. Kelly's guitar player and Love writing Aben. partner. Love Aben. And it was great because not only did we get him sort of last minute, but he was literally trying to make a flight while he was waiting uh, to talk with us. Didn't he like call and you so or something? Yeah, he was like, hey, I, you know, I got a tight window here. And I'm like, don't worry, we're going to get you in and out. It's fine. We'll be, we'll be all good. Um, but uh, yeah, it was great for Aben to come on, share some Kelly memories. I think he had just been out to dinner. Uh, like They did like a 40th birthday dinner uh, with Kelly uh, prior to, not, not the day of the podcast, but uh, I believe that weekend they had all gotten together. Uh, for dinner uh, with Kelly and and the rest of the bandmates and and friends uh, for a big dinner with her. So uh, he kind of gave us a little bit of a peek into uh, the dinner. But otherwise, uh, it was just great to have Aben on the show again. And uh, hopefully, you know, when we get into 2023 and, uh, you know, we have an album to talk about, uh, you know, he might have some credits on the album we just we don't know until yeah. we get it but Aben might have some credits on the album so we'll want to get him back on the show and talk about that as well yeah he's always been super supportive of us as the podcast and as just as like individuals you know he's been like a constant yeah. with her for the last 15 16 years or so and it's just he's always so nice and gracious to the fans so um i loved having him on and hopefully we'll have him on again soon um Absolutely. Because we had, we had, that was already number two of, of us having him on. So yeah, maybe it'll be a year, a yearly thing. Fingers crossed. Well, here's hoping. And our next interview was Kyle Whalem. It's uh, the bass player for Kelly Clarkson on the Kelly Clarkson show in my band, y'all, and also on tour as well. Uh, again, Kelly so surrounds herself with really great people. And Kyle is another one. We had never met Kyle before and just a really, really nice guy, just a, a, a down-to-earth dude who loves to run and has music in his blood. Uh, you know, he told a really great story about, uh, or a couple great stories about his dad, and we found out uh, through research that his dad was the one that did the saxophone solo in I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. How full circle, you know, can we just talk yeah. about that, how full circle it was that Kelly did a crazy performance of that. So... That must have been just yeah. like a weird, awesome thing for him. Yeah. And uh, Kyle was actually the first one this year to walk us through the creation of a Kellyoke and just what it takes to get one of those from conception all the way to on the air. And it was an incredible education uh, to find out just how much work really does go into making a Kellyoke 
and putting it on the show. So we we were so grateful to have Kyle on the show. Just yeah. what a really, really nice guy. He's also the one that you really have to thank for getting fake plastic trees because he yes. is one of the biggest Radiohead fans out there. So he was really advocating for that. And I know especially Jeremy was like, thank you for that. <laughs> Me too. I love that performance. So such a nice guy. Again, yeah, I didn't really know him at all. Um, aside from like a couple of like social media interactions, but um, even when I went a couple weeks later to the Kelly Clarkson show in New York, he specifically came up to me and was like, Hey Pam, like, it's so nice to meet you in person. And like, yeah. we got a photo together. Like he did not have to even come up to me and say hi. He did not have to do that. He was busy there filming two yeah. shows that day, two and a half shows that day. And, um, it just made me feel really special that he wanted, he was, you know, able to spend three minutes of his day to talk to me. And it was it meant a lot. It really meant a lot. Yeah. So the fact that he came on to talk to us for over an hour and then came up to me in person for a few minutes, it was just, he's a really great guy and I appreciate yeah. it. We also had our anniversary episode for Kelly's 20th anniversary for American Idol and that was when we got to have sort of a mini Idol reunion of Jim Vararos and Christina Christian Siwi. Now, I don't remember if we mentioned this on the podcast. We were actually supposed to have a third uh, I don't think Idol we contestant. Mentioned it. We never did. Yeah. If we didn't mention it, this this is news to everybody. We were actually supposed to have Ryan Starr on the episode as well, but uh, we had some communication breakdown at the last minute, and uh, Ryan wasn't able to make the episode. So uh, we only just had Christina and Jim, which was fine because, boy, those two can carry an entire podcast episode. They are a lot of fun. Uh, Christina could not have been sweeter and kinder, and Jim was as unhinged as usual. <laughs> which we we love him for that and just nice to hear some some reminiscing and some old memories from uh, the idol days it was so fun to have the american idol tour yeah, tour book. book and quiz them on what their answers were for some of the questions that were in the book and they were just like super real you know i yeah. really appreciate that they kind of also spoke to us about some like you know some like real stuff that happened behind the scenes it wasn't all just like you know rainbows and butterflies it was like some like you know stuff happened and i appreciate yeah. that intel because they didn't have to talk to us about it um and they were just like super real down-to-earth people and i really admire that um so we always appreciate you know jim he's been a big supporter of us for a while and we appreciate him getting christina and christina just being so nice to donate her time to talk to us so yeah it's really really special to have them both on yeah. Uh, then shortly after that, we were able to talk to Jesse Collins, who is the vocal director for the Kelly Clarkson show and has been with Kelly for the last 10 years as a background vocalist and collaborator on albums. And I tell you, you know, this is uh, this is probably my tie for favorite interview of the year, just because Jesse, first of all, could not have been sweeter, is just such a, a fun, bubbly personality is incredibly talented and just so smart and just a, a music mind that I would just, I would give anything to just sit and have drinks with and, yeah. and just hear her stories because she has worked with a lot of really unbelievable, talented people in the music industry. And just the people that she has had contact with over the years has been incredible and she really has had a, a very impressive career that was so fun to hear about. And then just some of her stories with Kelly, the the story about the two of them going to dinner in San Francisco, yeah. where she 
where she said she had kind of one of the best meals of her life, but she didn't realize it was going to be, you know, however many, it was like, I mean, it was a couple, like a dozen courses or something. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, honestly, I think Kelly and uh, Kelly's very fortunate to have Jesse, you know, I think they're both fortunate to have each other. Like Jesse's such a talented, talented, um, not only singer, but like a ranger. Mm -hmm. Um, she's worked with so many, her, like her history before Kelly even is just absolutely insane. It just shows how talented of a person she is, how respected she is. Yes. And I think we're, we're all grateful that she is working with Kelly on so many different projects. And, um, it was so nice to talk to her and just so great to talk to her about just like, you know, her love of travel and her love of food. And we got to talk about things other than just like Kelly Clarkson. It was cool to just yeah. like kind of step back and be like, okay, Jesse Collins, you are a person. Tell us about you and your yes. history and your interests and likes. It was, it was really cool. She was so nice. We spoke to her for a very long time, which I, I always get so amazed when people like talk to us for a very long time and aren't like in a rush <laughs> to just leave. Um, and we got to meet Rue on camera. Yes. Oh. So special. So I, I really enjoyed that interview. It was, I was so, for, we were so fortunate to have her on there. So um, she was really sweet. So thank you, Jesse. Uh, one of the big success stories of 2022, as far as the Kelly community is concerned, is a young man by the name of Fish, who uh, kind of came out of <laughs> nowhere <young> and <laughs> uh, very talented guitar player. Uh, he has started his own YouTube channel of reaction videos, and he started down the road of Kellyoke reactions and realized that the Kelly fan community was looking for something like this. He filled kind of a, a niche that people were looking for and he's built himself a really cool community around that. And it was a lot of fun to have fish on the show. And it was, I think it was a, a nice moment for him and even for us as, as podcast hosts to get him to use our platform to announce his big news that he was getting to go and play on the Kelly Clarkson show for the cover of Black Hole Sun, which is one of yours, Pam, yeah, one, one of your of favorites. favorites of the year. So the fact that uh, that we got to have Fish on the show was really great, and uh, he's turned into a nice friend of the podcast, and we uh, we appreciated having him on. Absolutely, and he's slowly and surely becoming a, a Kelly stan, which we love. Yes, he is. He, he's like, I haven't even listened to all of her music. I just know the Kelly Okies and a lot of her, her performances and the big hits, and I'm like, well, you just wait. Once, oh, yeah. you, un- once you find out more songs, you're going to be even more in love. But yeah, he was really cool dude, and really, I'm really happy for him that he was able to go out there and perform with the band. And, um, you know, I kind of said this on during our, our episode, I think like he's been able to kind of create a different kind of Kelly community, you know, mm-hmm. for us, luckily, like we've been able to kind of get people together via a podcast and he's been able to do that via uh, YouTube during doing something very specific. And, yeah. um, you know, at the end of the day, I think what all of us want as fans is, a community, whatever that yeah. means, no matter who's getting it together. So I think it's really cool that we have all different kinds of mediums to show our love for Kelly. And Fish was able to do is able to do that on on YouTube. So really, yeah. really glad we got to speak with him, and uh, hope to do more with him in the future. Hope so. And finally, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, having friend of the podcast back on yet again as well as uh Aben for the second time this year and that is Jason Halbert Kelly's music director uh just i mean look if you wanted the go to for any and all things Kelly i mean Jason knows her better than just about anybody 
and especially when it comes to her music and what it takes to make Kelly Clarkson records and to get the talk shows, uh, musical portions off and running. He's the guy to talk to. Yeah, uh, I have. I don't know if I've actually told the actual story of how we had Jason or got Jason so. back on the podcast. We didn't ask him; he asked us. Um, I will never forget. I was in I was in the Target parking lot, walking back to my car, <laughs> and I get a text message, and I look down, and it says, "You know, Jason Halbert message." And I thought, "What?" And he has his photo. He has a yeah. photo as yeah. like his contact. Yeah, his photo. Yeah. yeah, his photo pops up. It's I mean, it's Jason. And he just says, hey, I've got some stuff that uh, I might be able to talk about if you guys can do some recording after such and such date. I've got some stuff I can talk about. And we thought, this is incredible. This is, And I think I, I sent the screen cap of Jason's text to Pam and I just said, holy shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was also like, you will be the first people to discuss, quote, the news. Yeah. Or the, no, the stuff or whatever it was. And we were just yeah. like, what on earth is he talking about? Yeah, because, of course, that's when the speculation began, and we were, I mean, we were- We were spiraling, spiraling. We were like, what is this news? So, long story short, you know, we we had some delays with stuff. Jason had some scheduling conflicts, so we didn't get to record initially when we wanted to. We had to wait about a week, and then, by the time Jason came on, he said, yeah, you know how I told you I had stuff to talk about? Well, that stuff's all been postponed. So, we we had no idea, because we were like- we were just like texting and with some friends, we were just like, guys, there has to be some announcement today. We're talking to Jason tomorrow. What on earth could this be? And there was yeah. no formal announcement. So we were just like, uh, what What are we preparing? I mean, <laughs> well, let, I mean, let's be honest. We thought for sure we were going to be talking about the new album. We thought that or the like new album was going to get announced. Yeah. Yeah. Something. We There was going to be something. And it just so happened that the week that we recorded with Jason, I think it was a day or two before they announced that they were going to do the Kellyoki after parties. And right. we thought, oh, this is what he wants to talk about. And then we get on the line with him and he goes, I'm really sorry. I, I, w- I want to talk about some other stuff with you guys, but it's all been postponed. And Jason's very big on, as he says, not telling someone else's story. And so the Kellyoki after party was not what he wanted to come on and talk about. He had something else, yeah. but it just so happened that we had that to talk about. So he was able to to plug the uh, the upcoming uh, YouTube lives. It worked out because we we when we spoke to him the first time it was August of 2021. We didn't really know about the Christmas album yet. We definitely didn't know about the Kellyoki EP. So we were like, we didn't really know what to prep because we thought Jason was coming with this crazy news, and we ended up just picking his brain about both, yeah. um, but both projects and asking him, you know, how they came to be and what was the process working on them. And it turned out to be one of my favorite interviews. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, this and Jesse's interview are my favorites of the year. I mean, we we really got to pick his brain for more than an hour, and yeah. we again we're always appreciative of him sharing his time and and his energies with us because he's always been very kind to us. And he said, you know, when I am finally able to start talking about stuff, maybe I'll come back and then we can actually, you know, have the conversation that I intended <laughs> to have. Because you know, you guys, you guys get an edited version of our conversations with everybody. There's always some off mic stuff that you know we don't discuss because it's the stuff that we tell them, hey, this is off the record. So, um, you know, suffice it to say, you know, Jason has more to talk about. He just doesn't feel that he can talk about it quite just yet. So early next year, we can talk about it. And to let you guys know, we genuinely have no idea what this is. We're not like some, like, yeah. you know, you know, gatekeeping like information. Nope. We genuinely have no he idea. He did not. He didn't tell us you. off air. 
No. Yeah, he did <laughs> not no tell idea. us off air what it was. We have no idea, so don't ask because we don't know. We don't know. And I just want to give one more one more shout out just again to Jason. I think the fact when he spoke to us back in 2021, I, I think kind of opened the door for a lot of the other band members to be like, oh, Jason mm-hmm. was on. And I, I think it really had – we it gave us the opportunity to speak with some other people that I don't know if we would have had the opportunity to otherwise. So um, I just have to give him a big shout out for just being yeah. super cool and open to talking to us too <laughs> back in the day. And now he knows that we like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like to chat. Yes, he's he- – He's been a very nice supporter of the podcast, and we are very uh, thankful and appreciative for him. All right, Pam, those were our big interviews for the year. One last thing to do here in our wrap-up episode before we call it a year for the podcast, and that is our predictions for 2023. I think we can get the easy ones out right off the bat. We know for a fact in 2023 we are getting a new album from Kelly Clarkson. Yes. I'm so excited. So excited. It'll be original music, full length album, which we haven't had since 2017 with Meaning of Life. So it is definitely overdue. Yes. It's the album that Kelly has had to sit on and live with, as uh, she has said, because the material is pretty heavy. We've gotten some little sort of snippets from the higher ups at at Atlantic that uh, she's made a pretty incredible record. And so we can't wait to hear it. I. My first prediction here is that I think we're going to have a new single in either January or February. Yeah, and I feel like it's I think it's going to be a similar um thing with like how the piece by piece album was. We got Yeah. song in January, album March, tour summer. I think yeah. it's going to be similar to that. Similar. I'll say yeah, I I could go along with that. I don't I don't have any predictions for, you know, street dates for anything or release dates, but I would yeah, I'd say January, February for the single and then the album probably probably March, April. Yeah. And then the the tour, yeah, I mean again, the tour is another thing that we're we could almost put a lock on and say yes, we're getting a tour in 2023. It is most certainly going to be a summer tour. So you're looking after they get done filming the talk show, you're looking at probably June, starting in June, probably, probably, I would say a, probably a June through late July tour because she's probably going to want some start prepping for the talk show and she wants probably wants a little bit of time off. Yeah. And I think everybody is going to deserve and want some time off. So I would say they're going to take off the uh, first few weeks of August and then come back in mid August and start prepping for season five of the talk show and so we may not have like a premiere week in new york which is fine we may not yeah, if that means we don't know tour, which who knows because they may need just some extra time to to chill yeah and we don't know um i i want to say that i could you know picture what this tour is going to be like but i can't i can't tell you what this tour is going to look like because she's been off the road for so long it's going mean, to be four years now plus that she's been off the road. So we don't know what this tour is going to look like. You know, it could have sort of the same aspects of like a minute and glass of wine segments, or she might forego that for just more music. And, you know, we can probably expect some more covers on the road, which, you know, some from the Kelly EP could be. Yep. So we're going to have, no idea what to expect from a tour and especially, you know, depending on the the subject matter and, and the heaviness of this next record. 
who knows what the tour is even going to sound like. But at the same time, you know, one of the things that we've mentioned on the show is that Kelly is to the point now where she is a bit of a greatest hits artist. When she goes out on tour, she'll do, you know, probably a song or two or three from the new album. But for the most part, you know, we're going to hear the hits and I'm just looking forward to seeing her live again. And like I said, Pam, in a new location, I've never been out to the northern east coast to see a show so i'm excited to get out to the new york area to see the show and that's my next prediction yes in 2023 pam and i are finally going to meet in person that is my big prediction it has to happen it has it has to happen it has to whether that's new york whether i come out to the midwest whether we do both i don't know what that means but it's gonna happen and we're gonna document it yes we will will. i don't know if we're gonna just I don't know if we're just going to, you know, take photos and hang out. I don't know if we're going to do a live episode. We do an in-person episode. I have no idea. We don't know. We'll find out whenever tour dates get announced. But, like, I want to do something special. Yeah, I think I would go ahead and predict a an in-person episode where if we can gather some people together in the same place, even if we're, you know, if we have to go to, like, a park or something somewhere and just sit in the middle of a field and record an episode, we'll do it. We'll figure out a way to make it happen. Um, uh, yeah. I have one more I have one more prediction for 2023, and I predict more awards for Kelly. I think that the Kelly Clarkson show is going to get a slew of Emmy nominations yet again. I think she's going to continue her reign as the best talk show host at the Emmys. I think she's going to make it yet another repeat in 2023. And I am in your, this is not going to be a popular opinion. I am going to predict that she will not win the Grammy in best pop traditional album. I think that is going to go to, I know I, I I want to be a Homer and say, she's going to win. I want her to win. Yeah. I I really do want her to win, but I'm going to be, I'm going to try to put my realistic hat on here. I think the category is going to get won by Michael Buble again, because he is so good in this category. And just as much as I want Kelly to win it, I don't think she's going to, but nonetheless, it's still great for her to get the nomination and for the Christmas record to get nominated. Yeah. You know, I maybe just for funsies, I'll, say she might win you know mm-hmm. because i'm like okay my debate would be that this is the first uh grammy she's been nominated for since the talk show and she has way more and really since the voice i think so yeah. she has way more visibility now and she's way more popular and um more like respected within the industry i you know to be honest so i don't know maybe she will win we'll find out guys we'll find out in a few months here's open all here's right pam open. do you have any predictions for the new year I mean, you kind of covered a lot of it. I kind of agree with you yeah. on a lot of that. Um, what else? In terms of touring, like, I don't know. I think she may be doing, like, like arenas again. You know, yeah. I was thinking maybe she would do the amphitheater tour, but I think she is big enough to, like, do the big um, arenas again, kind of like meeting a life. Um, and you know what? If if Kelly was smart and Kelly were and Kelly's people are smart, they will make her tour really affordable because – Every other tour out there is super expensive to go to, and there's so many hoops that you have to jump through. If they were smart and they wanted to pack an arena, make it a really, I don't want to say like budget conscious, but, not, but like make it not make like it an affordable life. ticket. Not meaning a life where like if you wanted front row, you had to spend like four hundred dollars, like something yeah. absurd like that with those packages. I don't, I don't, I don't mind if they do stuff like that, but don't make it cost prohibitive. To fill the rest of the seats, you know, True. make the seats, you know, 45, 50 bucks, you know, make it, you know, affordable for more people rather than, you know, having to pay $125 to sit in the nosebleeds. Absolutely. 
um, yeah, no, I kind of agree with a lot of the stuff you said. I really and I I really am confident that we're gonna get a f- single January February. I just I feel it in my bones right now. I feel it. Um, yes. and I'm just really excited. There's been a lot of like talk from her about the album sounding like the you know mashup of like stronger breakaway meaning a life those think those three so i'm really yeah. excited to hear what this album and what's what it's going to sound like and you kind of figured out you you, you kind of said all my predictions which i guess won't be really helpful for when we do this next year <laughs> yeah. um i don't know what else i think maybe there'll be actually i don't I have a feeling there's not there they there may not be any duets on this album. I have a feeling it's just, just going to be her. I'll make that yeah. my prediction. Uh, no duets. I, I would agree with that. I think that's a smart yeah. prediction. But yeah, that's really all I can think about at the moment. But just I'm really excited. You know, bigger and better, um, and everything that she's doing. And I'm super pumped and really excited to go on this journey with all of you guys. Yes, and with that. That's it. That's that it. is Mic the drop. year 2022 for Miss Into Podcast. Uh, just real quickly, thank you, everybody, for supporting the podcast this year. You guys are incredible. We love each and every single one of you. Thank you to everybody who chimes in on social media, to everybody who listens, uh, to everybody who comments, everybody who sends us recommendations. You are all greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Seriously. Like, this has been doing this has been such, so fulfilling, such a fun little passion project for us. And that's almost turned into another job that I adore and I love. Um, I love getting to meet other people who have the same love of Kelly that I do, that I have been yearning for for years to find that those connections with people. We have such an awesome community. And yeah, everyone who takes time to listen every week or if you just listen all at once, however you consume our podcast or if you follow us on all, all of our social media platforms – we really appreciate it, and we're really looking forward to more episodes in 2023. As always, if you have any episode recommendations on things we have not covered or things we should revisit, um, you know where to find us, Miss Into Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and Miss Into Podcast at gmail.com. Um, as always, if you listen to us on Spotify, you can um, – if you listen on the app, you can leave us a rating there. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you can leave us a rating and review um it would really help other kelly fans uh figure us out you know if they're searching for her name in the search results um we've been coming up and that a lot of that is because of you guys who um interact with us on apple Podcasts. so thank you so much and uh we're gonna be back in january with a brand new episode and hope you guys have a happy and healthy holiday and new year. Have a very happy holiday season. Happy new year, everybody. We'll see you in 2023. See ya. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com.